What is up, you guys? And welcome to our second college basketball interview today. We have a very special friend of mine, uh, someone that you'll get introduced very shortly. Before we get into that, I just want to give you guys a quick uh, little information on where you guys can find more of our five out stuff. Uh, we post episodes every Thursday, kind of recapping NBA stuff. We did college basketball during that time. And then in the summer, we're probably going to look to do some WNBA stuff. Um, but right now, we're, we're really heavy hitting into our college basketball athletes. Um, this is our second one. We're looking to do many, many more in the future. But if you guys want to listen to more of our stuff, go to Apple, Spotify, or even YouTube. Look us up at 5 Out. If you look us up on YouTube, though, it will, it will be under Sideline Sports, the channel name. You'll be able to watch these episodes. Um, but if you'd like to listen to them on a podcast platform, you can check us out on Apple or Spotify. Again, looks up at 5 Out. You can check us out on Twitter as well at 5 underscore out. We post daily content there as well. Uh, and then we post, obviously, our um, podcast information there, too. And then if you guys if you guys like using different platforms such as Instagram or TikTok, we are also there, but we're under sideline sports there as well. So you'll see our five out stuff as long as some as well as some other stuff uh, like our splitting up right stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and stop talking. I'm going to let this interview go ahead and get started. But uh, we'll see you guys after the interview. So we don't end hot day, do crash and burn on the shade room. Screen runner, gotta stop running sometime. I'm in your city tonight. What is up, everyone? And welcome to the second interview we have here on the Five Out Podcast. I've got my very good friend. I almost don't want to call him a friend. He's he's a brother to me. This is Jacoby Cochran. Okay, I'm going to refer to him as Kobe the whole the whole podcast. So you'll hear me say Kobe. That's how I knew him. Um, that's what I referred to him as whenever we played hoops together. Um, man, I, I feel like I've known you forever. Um, whether it was just a little bit here, a little bit there. I think we first officially kind of met back in the flight nine days. Um, when your dad was yep. coaching there, uh, you were on the better team and I was on not the not so good team. Um, but then but then a couple years later, you and I kind of whether it was planned or just kind of whatever, you kind of came to our team and became a part of it. Um, we'll, we'll get in that to a little bit um, because that that's basically you and I story right there. Um, you know, your dad was my coach from seventh grade on. Um, and then I would say about ninth grade, 10th grade, you joined us and uh, the rest is history. You know, now, now, now we're friends and brothers for life. Um, but let's, let's, let's start right there in your family. Because uh, if you know Coach Vic, and that's his dad, um, we don't, no one knows him by anything else. He's just, co you just say Coach Vic and like everyone, like I'm, t I'm telling you this, I've talked to many people from the Dallas area, younger, older, you say Coach Vic, they know immediately who it is, especially in, in kind of in the Coppola area where I'm around. What's it like having Coach Vic as your dad? Well, it's first thing I would probably say it's it's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. Just uh, have the recognition of um, having a dad, just having the opportunity, you know, to be underneath his wing, and he brought me up. Um, I mean, a lot of people would say like, "Hey, um, you know, coaching was you know natural for him." I mean, I think it it has became natural for him, but uh, it all started when he was little. Um, he he wasn't he um he grew up he didn't even want to be a coach, he wanted to be more into the business spectrum, and um as I progress and as my little brother's progress as far as basketball and we began to love it, um he found a way to love it with us, so um having having him the you know the opportunity to 
do that, I mean, it's pretty good. And uh, how was it? How was it playing for him? I know. I know. Sometimes that that son father duo isn't always the <laughs> isn't always the greatest. But how was it playing for him? Well, for the long for the longest, I try not to play for him <laughs> because he's he's one of those type of coaches where you know he's either he's real hard on you or he's like, all right, he's not even talking to you. Yep. yep. And there's some times where you know we have practice and I'm like, that dude. Did you see me at practice today? And then there was those times where I'm like that I'm not the only one at practice. Like mm-hmm. everybody's doing the same. So it was um it was pretty tough mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning, in the beginning stage. But um later on, my junior and senior year and stuff like that, um, rolling with Team Texas, it was it was fun because it was a lot leisure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I got a chance to you know hoop with you guys and be able to be part of a brotherhood and. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Now this one, this one, this one that came, came to me right now. Um, I remember we, we used to always go to Vegas for tournaments and whatnot. Um, and you and your dad have a very, very extensive shoe game. You guys are, care a lot of who has the better shoe game now. Now, like today, today, today. I'll probably say, I'll probably say myself. There you go. My dad has, it's like this. I have more quality. He has more quantity mm, yep but um we're we're like you know two people that you know we don't knock each other off you know yeah. we be on the top we knock don't knock each other but if you had to choose i'll say myself and he if he had to choose he'll say himself <laughs> exactly he, he's more he's more of a in into um the coaching shoes like he has a variety of air maxes rachis and then he has some jordans but i'm more of, of the hype Yeezy Jordans and actually um, me and my little brother we have an Instagram mm-hmm. we have a sneaker page and um, we just built it up um, this past month in March so, uh, we may put that in the bio <laughs> yeah yeah we'll have to definitely shout that out at the end of the episode for sure for sure because that because I've known Kobe forever um, as I mentioned earlier and every week he's wearing different kinds of shoes him and his dad They've taught me a lot about the shoe game. You know, whenever we'd go out, he, they're always like, hey, you got to get one one color of the rainbow to match whatever <laughs> you're wearing. That's what Coach Vic would always tell me. And uh, I've never seen – I'm going to tell the story real fast. I've never seen someone – we walk into Grapevine Mills, right, with your dad after a tournament. He goes in. He buys a pair of shoes from Nike, immediately looks up the price at finish line. Okay. He then scratches off the sticker then walks to finish line and and sells and gets more money back and he's like hey drew go get you a pair of sh- go get you a pair of shorts i'll buy you some shorts because because <laughs> of how yes. much money you saved <laughs> i used to love you know just hanging out and going to the malls and outlets and to this day i go to the malls and i do the same thing mm-hmm. i go to nike outlet or i go to just somewhere maybe even ross mm-hmm. and i just like just take it back and do the price and stuff like that so yep. it's it's a it's a hustling scheme. Yeah, and then and then another little thing he used to do is during games. I was always so confused. Whenever you're on the bench, you see Coach Vic kind of tapping his, his toe on the on the ground. I'm like you're like Coach Vic, what are you doing? Like is that just like a nervous tick or something? I find out years later, um, he's doing that. Like if he gets a new pair of shoes within a month, um, if you break your shoes, you get a like. And for Nike, they want to keep their product looking good. You can return it and get back the same pair of shoes for free or a different pair. Like you can trade them in for another shoe if they're all messed up. So that's what he was always doing. He's always tapping his toes, messing up his shoes. And I was like, man, this guy, this guy's a genius. 
uh, when it comes to shoes. So hopefully that rubbed off on you a little bit, but you talked about your brother. Um, what's it like? What's it like having just, you have three younger siblings, correct? Two brothers yeah. and one and one sister. What was it like being the oldest of those three and kind of um, how that helped you? How did that help you grow up? Well, being the oldest and you're the first to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, me growing up now, and I just, um, we still got two siblings, Shelby and Caden. They're the two youngest. They're like, Caden um, is a sophomore in high school and Shelby is a freshman. And now it's like, they get, they just get their way. I'm like, mom, dad, like, I, I didn't get a chance to drive. I didn't get a chance to go. Like they got, I didn't get my license until, you know, 21, 22. And they all got their license at 16. Yeah. So I was just the, just the, basically the runt, mm-hmm. but, um, being able to just, you know, see them grow. And I kind of missed that a lot being here in Missouri. So I'm glad I got my brother out here now. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You're, you're, you're I guess you're, the one closest to you is out there now. We'll get into that a little bit later. Once we talk about your coaching days, cause well, I guess you're, cause you're in the days of coaching now. Um, let's go ahead and move on real fast to AU. Again, that's where Kobe and I met, um, started off at flight nine. Can you kind of go through your story, I guess, of kind of the different teams you played on because you were you were not a one a one trick pony you did not play for one team you played for a lot of different teams tell me some of the teams you played with and what that kind of experience was like for yourself um well first starting off I mean I played with the Fort Worth Ballers Mm -hmm. that was just kind of like my first initial team I I still remember the picture I I have of me and my cornrows with a basketball in my hand and I got about six or seven teeth in my mouth (laughs) and um and then I, I got a chance to um, – I was privileged to go to um, play with um, – what was the team? I think it was Team Fort Worth with Coach Cynthia. And um, after that, I kind of floored on and went to Flight 9. Got an opportunity to um, be underneath Coach George Lynch, who's a UNC alumni, mm-hmm. uh, NBA veteran. Played for the 76ers and um, Charlotte Hornets and – his resume speaks for itself. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, playing at Flight 9, I got the chance to travel, um, go to a lot of different places, meet a lot of friends and stuff like that. So um, it was it was pretty good. Um, and then um, I had a span to play with the DeSoto Heat. Mm-hmm. It's more of the most competitive teams I, I played on. Some of the teams, um, teammates like Julian Miranda and Jordan Berry and uh, who else? Matthew Blewett. They all play um, played at high levels at mm-hmm. D1 and D2 level. And then um, after that, I kind of really my dad, um, between like my fifth and seventh grade year, um, it was kind of like my peak point mm-hmm. as far as my performance was. And um, I was pretty good as far as in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, well, not recruited pretty heavily, but I was, uh, <laughs> I wish I was recruited pretty heavy, but I was. <laughs> I was notion to be one of the top athletes around that time. Mm-hmm. And um and a lot of a lot of the fact that um made me play on a lot of teams because a lot of um I had a lot of opportunities handed to me to hey, let's go here. Hey, mm-hmm. um Coach Lee, can I have your son to go to this place and this place and this place? And my and my dad was like, You can have him, you can have him. And it just gave me a lot more experience. And I'd be able to, you know, you say practice and you keep practicing, but I had a lot of games and a lot of games and I just got better throughout time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you had a lot of great opportunities. I mean, probably your best team though had to be the team Texas. No, I'm just kidding. We we probably weren't the best 
talent, but we, we definitely were probably the better team you played for with everything. But uh, I kind of want to take you back to your DFW days, DFW defenders. Uh, you, it was, it, it, at that time was, you just mentioned you were one of the top guys um, in the DFW area, but at that time, that group was the best players in the DFW area all together. Kind of tell me about that team a little bit and kind of your experience with them. Well, if you would ask my dad, it would probably be the most troubling team he'll probably <laughs> ever coach. Because we had, it was basically an all-star, a DFW all-star. And then um, it was DFW. And then I think at the time it was Team Texas as far as the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mm -hmm. Team Texas had um, Deion Barrett and Jerry's and Marquise Bolden, who was a NBA athlete, um, but we kind of pride ourselves on because you know back then you know between that sixth and seventh grade that um, the sponsorships was pretty good and EYBL and on your so we it was very competitive in practice and we got a chance you know we was a future off of Houston um, defenders who had Carson Edwards and Deion Fox and JJ Caldwell so that was probably the best team in Texas for our class class. 2016 mm -hmm. uh, it's crazy how they broke up you know in the tail end of the, the high school career because they would have stayed together it would have been pretty pretty tough to beat exactly yeah yeah, yeah. We, we play I only play I only got the opportunity to play De'Aaron Fox and the Houston Defenders one time um and we got we, we got beat pretty bad in the championship game against them but um now, now, the cool thing with about the DFW Defenders this is kind of the first time I, I really think you and I started to kind of get get along and, and talk more. Um, you guys were practicing. Coach Vic was your guys' coach. But at the same time, he was running a little organization called – we were called the Texas Spartans at the time, um, where yourself and the DFW defenders were practicing with and against us every single day in practice. So um, you can imagine the best DFW athletes going against a bunch of, you know, I'll say it, white boys. <laughs> um, practices. Brandon Rice. <laughs> I mean, we did have Brandon Rice, yeah, but he he was basically white at the time. But um, <laughs> so I mean, it. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, a lot a lot of heated practices. I mean, at that time, we were just getting better, and I mean, you. I think that was probably the biggest year of improvement we had as a team, all of us as individuals and as a team, because not only did we play in tough tournaments every weekend against top talented teams, but every twice a week we'd have to go against you guys in practice and I mean um you know I learned this in high school but iron sharpens iron and at that time I think we were both making each other great teams now I want to pose you this question because we always ask coach Vic this question who would win in a real game not in practice I mean take you back to seventh grade year who would have won in a real game the DFW defenders or the Texas Spartans with referees scores halftime everything who would have won do you think I would be saying DFW defenders with no referees or nothing. No, 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 no. A real game. So you've got refs. you got like you're playing a full a full AU game. No, nah, most definitely us. Most definitely. I, who's coaching? <laughs> Coach Vic is coaching both. He's coaching both somehow. We, we've, we've cloned Coach Vic and now he's coaching both teams. <laughs> no, nah, most definitely. We, we just had a lot of height, a lot of size, a lot of speed. We're in depth. Um, obviously, you guys had a couple of people. I remember the PP. I think you had Luke and Josh Fink and Jacob Link. And there's a few guys. Yeah, you're forgetting um, about the silent assassin, Michael McGraw. Oh, yeah, Michael. I, I wonder what he's doing. I, I, I'm going to bring him on at some point. Don't you worry. <laughs> I wonder how he's doing. I've been trying to look him up on Instagram and Facebook. 
and you you know he wasn't about that life anyway so (laughs) um I don't know, man. In but most fact, definitely, I'll say the DFW to finish for sure. Well, you, you got you got to stick with your team there. But uh, I will say in practice, there were a couple of times we, we we got your guys' number. A lot of times you would beat us. But, I mean, I always credited my my success of playing bigs to playing against Cam, um, the guy he went to Oklahoma State. I want to get – yeah. He uh, always credit my success like being able to guard any kind of any kind of bigs because I had to go against him almost every single day in practice. And he used to just destroy me. Um, not fun for me, but uh, made me better player in the long term. So but I, we always we always talked about in the Spartans. We think if we would have played in a real game that we that we could have that we could have got you guys in a tournament um, practice, you know, no out of bounds, everything. It's crazy. It was, we never well, not to cut you off, but it's crazy that we never played against each other. We, yeah, we never did. You guys were playing in bigger tournaments than we were, though. You know, you yeah. got you guys were traveling a bunch. Um, and another guy I kind of want to mention to you because we've played with him a, a few times. You played with him more, Terrence Ferguson. You know, Flight Nine. He that that was that was when he kind of became huge in the Dallas area, um, playing with those Flight Nine guys. And then we played him a bunch against the Lightning, who we uh, we don't like. Uh, <laughs> um, but but let's go ahead and move on to, uh, to talking about us. Um, you know, you, you kind of officially joined the team. It was an unofficial official joining of Kobe, probably in 10th grade. You played with us a little bit ninth grade year, um, but 10th grade, you officially kind of joined the squad. What was that like playing with playing with us guys you grew up with, but never really played with? What was that like? Well, I kind of, um, I mean, obviously I liked it a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to discredit because the competition level and, but I mean, I've been knowing you guys and, knowing the personnel and then style of play. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did a basically a five-out offense or a shuffle, four-out, one, uh, one in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved the ball well. Um, it kind of fit my playing style. I'm more of a tr- strategic. I'm not a up-and-running type of person. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, um, I mean, obviously the ninth grade year, I was like a guest, you know, a guest player. I come in and do my do my dues and, and then move on. And then yep. 10th grade, I... I mean, I actually, I kind of, I reached out. I mean, a lot of people don't know, but I reached out and asked my dad. I was like, hey, I mean, can can I play with you guys? Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, he was like, no, nah, you can't. Like, you can't because, you know, at the time, it, it's a it's a job for him. So we don't want to mix business and a, and a job. And I was wondering, like, hey, I, I really do like playing with you guys. And, like, them are my, them are my friends. Mm-hmm. And of course, all of them on DFW is my friends too, but I mean, we just gelled, I mean, as a unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's work something. And glad you, your dad, um, Ernie, <laughs> he was like, Hey, let's have Kobe and Mr. Pink would say, let's have it. And it was like, it was, the rest was history. Yeah. Yeah. We, that, that 10th grade year was a very special year um, for everyone. I mean, it's obviously super nice for anyone as a guard, to be able to drive the lane and they collapse on you and you have shooters all around you, you know, guys like Brady, Bradley, Michael. I mean, I'll throw Josh in there, but he wasn't a great shooter, but Josh there, me in the mid range. Josh was the slasher. Josh was the slasher. So if you, you know, he, he, he was, I mean, we just had options everywhere. And, and like you said, five out, there's nothing a guard likes more than being able to just have driving lanes left and right um, and to attack the basket. So, yeah, I mean, that, and we went on a special run, I believe. The last three tournaments of that year, I think we only lost two games. Um, and we played Vegas, 
And then we, or we played a gasso, like the last gasso, the major gasso yeah. in Dallas. Then we went to Vegas and we came back and won primetime nationals. And we, we won the gasso and we beat Terrence Ferguson, Mo Williams elite team. Um, we, when we were playing up and then we went to Vegas and lost two games, I think we lost like Mike Bibby's team and some other team. Um, but we should have won those games. Yeah, we played some team from like Colorado. They were some big mm-hmm. dudes, bro. Yeah, and they then were and we and stocky, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to deal with all those guys, but uh, but then but then we come back and, and we win a primetime national. So that that was a special team for sure. Um, a lot of funny memories, with a lot of fun times. Um, and I, I'm gonna share some of of you guys, some of them with Kobe here. Um, one of the memories that I always tell people about. This was kind of at this point, this is actually the, the next year, our our kind of last season playing AAU. Um, we were down in Houston. And at this point, you know, Coach Vicks was my coach in seventh grade. Me and him have, a, have high respect for each other. I've known Kobe since probably at this point, since like sixth grade, seventh grade. Again, high respect for each other. We're, we're brothers at this point. And uh, we're playing in a game in Houston and we're just having a bad game. Like we can't get anything on offense. We're shooting fast shots. And I'm having to run back. And at this point, I, in my head, I'm like, I'm like, fuck this. All right. I'm like, I'm tired of this. So I start fouling hard. And I yell at Coach Vic. I say, hey, get me off this court. Or I'm, yeah. like, I'm done. I'm done. And uh, he takes me off. And, and as I'm coming off, he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm like, it's your son. Or I said something like that. Right. He pulls you out like next time. And, and you and I just and, and I was mad at that point. So I didn't want to talk. But after the game, you know, we hugged it out. Um, but I always like that's a, that's a respect we had for each other. You know, we never took anything personal. Um, we were able to always talk it out. And so I, I tell people that, I mean, it's a funny story, but at the, at that time when it happened, you know, um, people probably were like, dang, that, that, that looks bad. But I was like, nah, that, like, we, we were a family, you know, coach big. Um, we trust me. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, we were down in Houston playing in the tournament. Like I was trying to win and, and, you know, just it, it, sometimes the ball doesn't roll your way and, you know, don't always act the best, but <laughs> um, you know, and then, and there's another story too. This one isn't about you. This is more about Vic um melvin i don't know if you remember melvin i remember melvin i follow him on um on instagram he's pretty was it instagram or twitter he's pretty famous on one of them yeah he like he and he got he got like really good looking now too doesn't he remember he used to wear the goggles <laughs> used yeah. to have the flat top um puberty didn't hit pretty well for him he, he got hit in the face with puberty which is a good thing but uh i mean this dude used to sweat through three shirts during a practice an hour and a half practice um yeah. but I, I was so mad at melvin right and i just yelled at coach vic like i cursed him out and i was like vic i'm like i'm like get get him off my court and vic takes me out and lets me chill out for a second and he just puts me right back in and after the game we hug it out like you know it literally like it, i can't express this enough like it was it was a family setting for everyone there man it sounded like you just you got attitude problem boy <laughs> <laughs> those are the only two instances you know that you know I, at the end of the day, I was all about the team. I was all about, you know, staying yeah. straightforward, doing my thing, doing my job. Um, but yeah, you know, and then and then on the weekends, whenever Kobe didn't want to drive back with Vic because he had multiple games, he'd always stay at our place. Um, and we would play 2K tournaments all the time. That's what we played 2K heavy. Mm-hmm. I used to hate having to go against you. You always uh, full court press the whole game. <laughs> yeah, and then the first, you do- yeah, the the crazy thing, like the first couple of years, uh, I was kind of like the like, ooh, like, ooh, I'm playing against um Drew. Like, shoot, that's easy. Okay, mm-hmm. play. And then the last, later on in our years, you you start um winning some games and stuff like that and peeping. And 
Um, back then, you used to play with like just one team, and I'm like, okay, I can play with this team. Want to choose my team? Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But I remember times I came over your house. I think it was um we had working on the you know a Capel camp or mm-hmm. something. I came over and boy, you bust my ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh for sure. Yeah, I mean, you always did the little charge cheese on me. I'd be running full speed, full speed down, and you hit the hit the charge button on two K, just charges left and right. So again practice against the best you become a lot better so iron sharpens iron so that's that's kind of how that went for me and uh uh playing against kobe in 2k and, and in real life you know allowed myself and, and my and other friends of us that you'll that you're hopefully hear from in the future um got us better so you know at the end of the day um it was awesome playing against you and it was even better playing with you so i was ex- i was happy for that i still got my in i still got my eybl jerseys in my closet i was as i was mentioning to you earlier um, you know, got to stick with, got to, got to keep that. Cause I can always tell people, Hey, I, I played in UIBL and they will have no idea. We never touched UIBL. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we got the jersey. Yeah. We got the, the, the hand-me-down. I, it was so, it was so upsetting, you know, before we had the little reversible jerseys and people used to laugh at us and, you know, not, not give us any credit on how good we were. The moment we put on those UIBL jerseys, every single game Roll was it. a dog fight, bro. It was over with. Yeah, every single game. Instead of them Texas Spartans, that's what we, that was like the biggest jump from Texas Spartans to the team Texas. Could we kind of move over into that organization? Exactly. Yeah, and and we were we were us and the Patterson twins. We were one one year away from being in that EYBL circuit. We wouldn't have won a game, but it was all about that free stuff. <laughs> no, it's not even that. We if you would ask my dad about it, Coach Vic, he would. Yeah, he's he still still like we got run over. But yeah, we, that's another conversation. But yeah, it's another conversation for another day. Um, but let's let's go ahead and move into your high school career a little bit. Um, I I personally don't know a ton about your days playing, you know, for your for, for Fort Worth All Saints and then for Southwest. Um, so I, I I'm I'm excited to hear about this. So tell me a little bit about your high school career and what that was like. Yeah, so essentially I went to Fort Worth All Saints Episcopal, a little private school in the um SBC. And um, I, I went there my freshman and sophomore year. In my junior and senior year, I went, I went to Fort Worth Southwest, mm-hmm. which is my home school, as far as just my address and mm-hmm. school zone. Um, initially, I went to Fort Worth um, Episcopal or All Saints. Uh, uh, I'll say All Saints. Mm-hmm. And um, it was underneath um, Coach Yates. He's, um, he's kind of, he is the owner or co-owner of Texas Express, mm-hmm. uh, um, the large program. And um, Got a chance to play um, varsity as a, um, as a freshman, and um, initially, um, All Saints is a football school. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're really known for giving out Division One um, prospects in football. So, so a lot of our players on our um, on the varsity was football players. Yeah. I mean, um, I can mention they went to Kate State. Um, obviously, I think my sophomore year, I got a chance to see um, Coach Nick Saban because they were looking for our QB. Mm-hmm. Who, um, went into a transfer portal a couple times and stuff like that. He went to Alabama. He went to um, SFA and TCU. So, gotcha. but um, all same time, I got to play basically um, varsity as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a couple games. I I didn't really have the best numbers, but um, I got a chance to play against Justice Winslow mm-hmm. at St. John. My uh, freshman year, we went all the way to the semifinals and we lost to justice winslow yep. which is 
Um, he's a, a NBA athlete mm-hmm. prospect. And then in my sophomore year, we lost to some purple school. Um, I forgot, but um, it was a dude that he went to North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. Light skinned dude, Justin Jackson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we lost to them like in the quarterfinals. But um, and then my junior senior year, that's kind of like where I flourished. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an opportunity, of course, you know, I had my own team and a lot of those players that I played with at Fourth Southwest is a lot of players I grew up with as far as elementary and middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, um, I, uh, my senior year, we went all district and was undefeated, was the first team to be undefeated for, um, since um, Fourth Southwest. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I averaged about in between 16 to 18 points. Yeah, I don't know the the assistant rebounds and stuff, but if you know Kobe, he was given no assist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I didn't I didn't think of all of that until I got to college ball. So I'm like assist. Hey, if I was on your team, then yeah, Team Texas, I was the assist. I I did not score. I just yeah. passed it to whoever you know, was open. And, yeah, who was ever open, and mm-hmm. a lot of people was open because I kept driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I always give Kobe a hard time. Uh, he, Kobe, Kobe, uh, we always joked about how he wasn't the assist guy. He was the scorer guy. Every once in a while, if you, if, if you haven't, if you don't know who Kobe is, he's like, how tall are you, Kobe? Like five, five, eight? Well, no. Well, a lot of people, when I'm like five, nine. Okay. So but when a lot of people ask me and stuff, like what position I play, like, I'm serious. Like people are like, what position do you play when you play basketball? Or I'm like, I play center. And then they'll laugh at me. But like, no, you didn't. You didn't play center. Like, you're too small. So why why you ask me what, what position I play? You know what I play. Um, but he Kobe was not afraid to go to the basket and and try to finish around the bigs. I mean, countless times I've had to pick him up off the ground because he got fouled hard because he was attacking a big and the big, you know, clocked him or he fell down. So he 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 plays, he is a smaller guy, but he's he plays bigger than what he is. So that's why he plays center because he plays bigger than what he is. <laughs> so, um, so, so high school, high school, your junior and senior, you guys finished great. Um, you know, I, I knew, I obviously back in high school, I knew this, I knew this. Um, we're now, well, I technically we're both, we should both be graduated. I'm, I'm finishing up this year, but, uh, um, that was what, like five years ago, six years ago now, man, we're old. We are getting old. Uh, we, you still look the same a little bit. A little bit, so just you don't ever. You gotta touch that up a little bit, and then you be a little younger. Well, yeah. If I if I didn't have a beard and stuff, I would I would look like I'm still like a senior in high school. So you know, since I'm student teaching high school now, I gotta you know act like I'm yeah, a little bit right. older. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but then but then uh, so I kind of want to get into your recruitment process a little bit when it comes to basketball. That's huge. Now I know a lot of that didn't come from your high school film, um, just because a lot of people don't recruit in high school um a lot of the recruiting happens through aau kind of go through your recruitment process and what what was that like for yourself and how did you end up at mbc um well my recruiting process was um it was fairly slow mm-hmm. um coming out of my senior year that um obviously we got knocked out pretty early mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty far far as my school wise so we kind of made history in the long run mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of sad. I, I fouled out in my last game. Mm-hmm. Um, we played against Wichita Falls Ryder, and and that team, I swear, we could have beat it. 
and you know, obviously everybody remembered that last game they played high school, mm-hmm. how they won or lost. And you know, I mean, my coach here, um, Coach um, Lance, Coach Chad Lance at Missouri Valley, he always says, um, if you if you win your um, if you win your last game, that's it, it's a plus. Mm-hmm. Either either you know you didn't make the playoffs or you win the national championship, it's a plus because not a lot of people you know win their last game. So, of course, I didn't win mine, but um, the recruiting bars, um, I had a couple looks. I went to a couple of visits as far as the junior colleges, mm-hmm. the clinic, um, Temple. Um, I actually I had a visit. I went to Tulane University. Mm-hmm. And, um, I thought that would have been like a, a nice place. Obviously, I wasn't, you know, applicable to play at the Division One level. Mm-hmm. But, um, my dad knew some people and they gave me a look and it just didn't really work so well. And then um, luckily, um, Coach Church was the head coach. He passed away um, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew um, Coach Ramon Powell here at Missouri Valley. Mm-hmm. And Coach Ramon Powell, Coach Powell, um, actually went to Fort Worth Southwest, and I never knew. So that's he reached out to me, and we stayed in contact for a few weeks. And I got here on a visit, and I I loved it. I stayed here for about was it one or two nights mm-hmm. here, and that was like like and far as my recruiting, I wanted to go to somewhere like farthest away. I didn't really want to go to school in Texas, mm-hmm. no. I mean, I did some JUCOs, but I really wanted to go somewhere just super, super far. And um, Missouri, I went to Missouri, and I was like, I enjoyed it. Even though they said the cold weather and the snow, which is it's a pain in the ass. But, <laughs> I mean, it's totally different. Like, I'm pretty sure out there it's like 80, 80 degrees out here. It's 50. Like, it's supposed to snow Tuesday. Like, I can go pull it up on my phone. It's supposed to snow Tuesday. Yeah. But, um I got a chance to um, play at the NAI, NAI level, mm-hmm. um, and and I just took off with it. There you go. Well, everyone has a different recruitment process. You know, obviously, uh, it's not it's not like it is in the movies. You know, where it's all fine and dandy, and you go to the school you want to go to that you've been dreaming to go to for years. You know, re- reality hits your your junior senior year when you're like, oh crap, like. I don't know where I'm going or, you know, only these schools are talking to me. So, um, you know, it, it, it's cool to hear that you found a place that kind of had a lot of ties to your, to your kind of your past, you know, with high school uh, and Tulane and stuff like that. So uh, we're about to hop in and talk about his college career here in a second, but first we're going to list, we're going to take a quick ad timeout here from our sponsor anchor.fm. When we come back, we're going to talk about Kobe's college career and then his uh, coaching career now, because he is now a graduate assistant for MVC. So we'll see you guys after the break. And we are back, as I mentioned before, we went on the break. Uh, we just got done talking about Kobe's recruitment process um, a little bit in his high school career as well, as well as AAU days. Now it's time to get into the college life for him. Um, as we've mentioned before, he went to Missouri Valley College. I said NVC, but it's Missouri Valley. Um, Kobe, talk to me about that kind of transition, what that was like for you um, going from high school to playing in college. Well, I can um I can always contest that the the competition level and the the pace is is absolutely different. Um, obviously, at the high school level, I mean, I mean, for once, I mean, we didn't have a shot clock for mm-hmm. the high school I mean, where we had in Texas, and so playing at the collegiate level where we had a thirty second shot clock, 
So a lot of you get a lot more possessions because you know you don't have the opponent um, holding the ball. That's something what Team Texas was pretty good at. <laughs> but um, also um, the change of age. I mean, obviously you become you know the top dog in high school. You you know junior seniors, but as you come back and be a freshman, playing against um, twenty four up eighteen to twenty four um, twenty four year olds, even twenty six twenty seven, if they still got eligibility. All you need is four years of eligibility. In a, in a team to, that wants you and you take 12 credits and you can play basketball. So so that kind of, the changes pace, you know, the skill level was kind of the, the the hierarchy of my struggle. Exactly, yeah. No, and I think a lot of people kind of, they get hit in the face with that first year of the transition. They don't know what it's like and it kind of hits them in the face just because you don't know what to expect um, coming in. Um, now, what was the kind of the biggest transition off the court, whether it, that be through school? Obviously, you know, you, you wanted to move out away from your parents. But kind of what was that transition like for you off the court as well? Well, my trend, my biggest transition was kind of smooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been I've been away from my family a long time. I mean, I can kind of contest, go back to history as far as middle school. Mm-hmm. I went um, I stayed with. Uh, Jet Duffy, and he was um, basically my brother. Played with fighting on and stuff, and I kind of stayed in his household for a while between the weeks. And I stayed in his house for during the weekend. I was at home during the weekend. So beginning at the little age of, you know, twelve or thirteen year old in middle school, now transitioning back to college, like it was, it was really nothing. You know, I kind of enjoyed my own individual peace. I don't have my, my siblings um, knocking at my door. Hey can you take me here or, Hey, can you go grab some donuts and stuff like that? I kind of can move on my own beat. My freshman year, I didn't have, I didn't have a car my freshman year, but my sophomore year um, around Christmas, the February time. Uh, no, I think I came back my sophomore year, spring break with a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a chance to move around, but um, luckily my freshman year, uh, my roommate let me use his car here and there. There you go. I, I, you gotta find a way to get around every once in a while but and i'm assuming the school you the area you are it's not um it's not huge <laughs> not, there's not a lot to do Nah, marshall missouri um far as location is, is central of missouri mm-hmm. uh, we're about 45 minutes 50 minutes to uh, columbia which is university of missouri or mizzou and then um Heading west to us is um, Kansas City, which is about an hour, 15 minutes, hour. You get on the outskirts, the suburban area of um, Kansas City. Gotcha. So which Marshall, I, I think our comp- uh, population is about probably anywhere between 16 to 20,000. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, just, yeah. I, I usually tell people it's just 100 people there. <laughs> but um, yeah. good thing we have a Walmart. So, you know, I'm a big city kid, so. All, all I need is a Walmart and a couple of food places. And I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think it's funny to talk about, you know, it's an hour to get from Marshall to Kansas City. It's about an hour to get from downtown Dallas to Fort Worth or, you know, Coppell to Fort Worth or where you live. So um, kind of different to think that you can almost go from state to state where you are now compared to back in Texas, where it takes you an hour to get from city to city almost. Yeah, it's pretty di- But actually, it's pretty different because obviously – I mean, as you get older, you, t- you talk about mileage on your car and gas. Like, from Fort Worth to Dallas or to Capel, it's like 45 minutes, 50 mm-hmm. minutes. But it's only like 20 miles, 30 miles. It's just all these highways and traffic and stuff. But I'm literally going 
on the highway for 70 miles getting to Kansas City every time I want to go do something. So exactly. yeah. definitely definitely interesting, different kind of different, different aspect there. Um, now, what about the locker room? What was that kind of like? What was it coming into a college? You know, it's not like it's a JUCO where there's only freshmen and sophomores. You know, you're talking about you're going to a school where there's, you know, 20, like you said, 24 year old men in there. Uh, what was that kind of transition like for yourself? The locker room was pretty good. Um, obviously, um, me coming here in Missouri Valley, I was one of the few freshmen. It was me and uh, another um, freshman that came in. So we was the only two freshmen. Mm-hmm. So, of course, um, as a freshman here, we had to do freshman duties, clean the locker room. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, if we go traveling somewhere or um, we have to pick up the bags and mm-hmm. go to the – I'm like, I'm about to play my own game. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up my own jerseys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, if we go to hotels and stuff like that, it'd be – we we got to everybody everybody had their own bed except for the freshmen we got to share our own beds and stuff I'm like oh my god yeah but it was it was it was fun though mm-hmm. um I had a chance a lot of my uh, reasons why I came to Missouri Valley because I knew the people here already I knew mm-hmm. uh one of the juniors Kyle Hickey he's from Fort Worth and kind of played in the same district and uh, his brother is the same class as me and I played against him in district so he was one of the um, main reasons. Of course, uh, Coach Powell, he, the person that recruited me, was one of the uh, another reason. Mm-hmm. But it, it gelled pretty good. Um, I was just glad, you know, to be a part of something um, bigger than me. Yeah, uh, it sounds good. I mean, I know a lot of some some freshmen have a, a you know wide awake a, a, a wide opening experience uh, when they come into that locker room, and it, it's different than high school. You know, they're not your best buds. They're not kids you grew up with. Um, these are these are guys you've never seen before in your life and you're expected to mesh with them and basketball is a little bit more a little bit different because there's only like what 15 of you guys 20 of you guys it's a lot a lot closer knit um, than football a lot easier to get to know those guys um, one thing I want to know um, about is I, I in high school you didn't get to see this that much because in AAU every game is an away game in a sense but in high school I loved playing away you know I love playing against those hostile crowds. What is the most hostile crowd you've ever played against in your college career? Mm, I would probably say either between William Penn, which is one of the dominant uh, NAI schools in Iowa, uh, and just in the whole country, they located in um, Oskaloosa, Iowa, mm-hmm. because first they were like number three, number four in the country at all time, or number one. Um, and I, I usually call them the, the D1 convicts. <laughs> because they used to have somebody from Division One that transferred, like from Pepperdine or Fresno State, that either you know got kicked off the team or something, or they just transferred because they didn't have that uh you know confrontation with the coach or something. Yeah, and all, they always had some negative background, and they come here and they hoop and they be like they're 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 cold, mm-hmm. and um, the um their fans they used to um look you up on your social media, mm-hmm. and they used to, um. um kind of talk about you either um about your post or something or they'll have a, a big old picture and be like uh, of your tweets i remember they did to one of our players and they had them um i think it was um i think it was um who was one of our players and basically saying they need to be in the weight room or stuff yeah. like that <laughs> so they were like real talkative and talk back at you you know usually you get those like in your traditional you know high school they look at the brochure and call your name out but no, they were ruthless, and I hate their uh, administrating and staff because they did not care too. 
Yeah, that, that's the worst one. You get both. Usually, usually you get kind of one that's worse than the other. Uh, but when they're both bad, the administrative and the students, uh, makes that makes the crowd hostile. Um, also, also in Cluster Gym, I mean, it was like a high school gym. It was like so close and um, claustrophobic. Like uh-huh. their audience, like when you inbound the ball, like they can touch. You. Yeah, so it was so close, and especially them having the hype they have behind them. Mm-hmm. I mean, every every time we played them, I mean, it was kind of. It was highly anticipated. Gotcha. Now, um, the, the kind of the area you are and whatever, um, I'm sure you've been to some crazy, amazing places with a ton of things to do. But what's the most interesting place you've had to go um, during your college career, whether it be in conference, out of conference? I guess what's the coolest city you've been to since you've been traveling? Because I'm sure there's, there's, some, there's some crazy towns, maybe some interesting towns you've been to um, in, the, in, in the area you play in. Well, I got like I know for one that kind of like catches my attention. It was it's not like the, the place that everybody wants to go because mm-hmm. it's not. We played against Peru State in Nebraska, okay. and obviously it's just like once you get in there, it's like you 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 get to the town. It's like a blink of an eye, like you miss the whole town. Mm-hmm. And and the only thing they have, I will probably never go to that school because the only <laughs> thing they got is Casey's, which is a, a general gas station that serves pizza. Like no McDonald's, no Chick Fil A. My Soon I got on off the bus, I got into the gym. I had no connection or nothing on my uh, phone. So that was kind of like one of the craziest places where I like, I don't know how people do it. Like how, how this small population and this group of 2,000, 3,000 kids um, go to the school and not have any much resources because this is in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. It's- I, I've experienced some of that just a little bit in the D3 world, but I'm, I'm sure some NAI schools have a lot, a lot more, you know, universities like that where they're, they're very small and smaller towns. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the home experience for you guys. What is a home game like for NBC? Well, home game is pretty, it's pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. like, um, obviously we have our fans and stuff like that and um, it gets pretty hectic. Um, we usually have um, a band playing. Mm-hmm. As far as our bleachers, we have all our bleachers on one side. We don't have like an arena. It's all on one side. So we kind of get the fulfillment of, you know, it fills up to like 1,500 people. So we get the fulfillment of seeing, you know, everybody all on one side and it's all packed. You know, a lot of arenas, they have this, you know, all already surrounded where it could be bits and pieces. It's almost like COVID. Yep. So it shows the distance. But it's all on one side and we see it. And um, especially as far as our, far as our facilities, where especially like during the week, we'll have um like they do the lighting, they dim the lights, and it's like a spotlight mm-hmm. where all the lights is just on the court. So it feel like we're like a you know like an auditorium, and we're just hooping. And once you see in the fans, you can't really see them because, I mean, all the lights is on you, and um it's pretty epic. Um, we uh, all our fans is kind of engaged with our players and stuff, so I can send you clips of you know fans, you know almost reaching to the court when someone makes a three-pointer or having their hands up. Yeah. And, uh, I think the, the the highlight of ours is kind of before the game because mm-hmm. it comes a dunk contest because um, I don't know. But the past – every year we we ha- we seem to be – you know, we have a lot of people that can be athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, we wasn't the best shooting team in our conference, but we were more – if there's a dunking contest or something like that uh, – we're really competitive on it. I'm, I'm sure you were leading the charge, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, 
Actually, uh, no, no. I didn't. <laughs> you, you, you throw the alley-oops, right? Yeah, I threw it if they can catch it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but so, so yeah, home, home, I always loved home games too. Do you guys have any traditions that you guys do uh, for home games? Like whether there's like a walk to the stadium or something you guys do on the court besides the dimming the lights. It sounds like that's kind of like a tradition thing. Uh, no, I know for us, um, we do have this orange hush game, mm-hmm. you know, obviously yeah, every institution, they got a game where, or something between just something like white out or, mm-hmm. or some Hawaiian thing or some just something, but we do orange hush where everybody comes in to our um to the game wearing orange. Look, mm-hmm. um, I think the first people uh, who first hundred people gets like a free orange T-shirt, but who else else doesn't? They just wear orange, and then the first ten. Um, the thing is, the first uh ten points, mm-hmm. um, everybody is quiet. Okay, so everybody's quiet, so they are not allowed to cheer. Mm-hmm. So we play, so we score two points, four points, six points. But once we get to 10, then, then that's when they used to uh, they cheer and go loud and go nuts. And it's almost like other um, other people or other um, institution, they do like the toilet game, the toilet mm-hmm. bowl game. We just do the orange hush and then everybody kind of goes loud. Gotcha, gotcha. It makes sense. I mean, that, that's still pretty fun because I'm sure once they hit that 10th point and they can start being loud, um, they can get kind of crazy. Now, I've been on the flip side. I want to bring this up real fast. This is a little story about myself. Richland High School, we played them. Um, they, were, they were in our district my senior year, and they they did a hush game against us, right? They didn't do, like, an orange hush or whatever, but, like, they they, they just came in there, like, we're going to be quiet for the first 10 points of the game. Well, they didn't score 10 points until, like, the last, like, because we played quarters in high school. They didn't score 10 points until the last, like, two minutes of the first quarter. So, and we had, like, 20 points before they got 10. It was, it was very bad. It was not a good game to do it on. Um so, so you gotta be, you gotta be strategic on who you place that game on and make sure it's an easy opponent. Um, yeah, I know for, I know for ourselves, for the orange hush game, we was like, far as us players, you know, mm-hmm. did it for four years. I was like, hey, who's going to sh- shoot that ten points? Who's going to shoot the ten points? It's so like so much jitters and mm-hmm. trying to get to that ten points because we're trying to just knock it out. I think my my senior year, we knocked it out the park. We had three threes mm-hmm. the, at nine, and then we shot another three. It was like it was like a 12 to 2 run, 12 to 4 run, and we were jumping. Of course, in college games, it's, it's a game of run. So exactly. you can be up by 15, 16 points, and that ain't nothing because mm-hmm. you still got to play 40 minutes. Exactly. Now let's get into your your um, development, I guess, as a college player, or maybe your college career as an individual, not so much as a, a part of the university. Um, what was your best overall performance, in your opinion? Does that have to mean you scored the most points? But what was kind of that one game that you that sticks into your brain as like, man, this is the best game I've ever played in college? Mm, I think I have two of them. Mm-hmm. One was at home and one was at um, away. Um, one was at home. Um, was playing against Grandview University. Mm-hmm. I'm out of Iowa. And um, we were struggling the first half. And I uh, couldn't get a lot going. I think it was down by like 15 or 16 points. And we're, it was pretty down. And and this team was, like, probably at the bottom of our conference. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of tell things got heated between the team and stuff like that. But uh, the second half, um, I um, I got a chance to get going, made a couple um, points, and um, lead us, you know, to win the game. And um, I got pretty hot. I, got, I think I hit two or three threes in a row. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and um, kind of cut the lead down pretty early, and then I um, got a chance to you know play throughout the second half and um, end up with a victory. So that's kind of one of my um, because nobody had nobody had it. I wasn't the leading scorer as far as my team and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but um, nobody really had it going. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you know if, if there's one game that I made a big impact or you know enjoy playing was that that Grandview game because we came back from from behind and won and and I can I, I can use the sales because of me. No, but those are the best that even though you don't score all the points or even if you do score the points, you know they're the reason why they won that game. And, uh, you know, that, that's awesome to hear. Um, now, kind of, you, you know, you didn't start every single game of your college career. Um, but what was those games like when you did start? Because I know you started a handful. Um, but what was that like for yourself? Well, starting at the collegiate level, it's, it's, it's way different than starting at an AU game. Because, you know, AU, you play three games a day. And but starting at the collegiate level, it's that buildup, you know. Like, hey, you know. It, it, it kind of starts in practice, mm-hmm. especially like, I mean, regards to like football, like if you're first team for that week, you'll probably start. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being in that first group and being getting a chance to, you know, I played the point, so I had to, you know, facilitate the offense and, you know, run the team. Mm-hmm. So, and especially, I mean, you know, I always kind of compliment the quarterback and the, the PG as one of the same. Mm-hmm. And the higher level it is, is more more pressure you have. Um, you know, to perform. So yeah. being able to play at a, uh, the starting PG was, I mean, it's not its not easy at all, wow. especially to maintain it mm-hmm. because, you know, you got a lot of people, you know, especially for my size where they can always put a 6'2", a 6'3 guard into the one mm-hmm. and, and bring the ball up the court. And, you know, playing at the collegiate level, and if you ain't like the, the Allen Iverson score, then, you know, you got to be one hell of a, you know, person to facilitate the team. Exactly. Yeah. A lot, a lot of interesting, or it's a lot different, you know, um, in high school, I remember, and even with AAU, we didn't have like, you know, a hundred plays in our playbook. But when you go to college, uh, you know, you, you have a, you have a hundred plus plays in your, in your playbook that you've got to remember as a point guard. And as you mentioned, you know, just like know quarterback, it. you've got to know what everyone else is doing. It's not like you're the center where you only got to really know the five spot. The point guard's got to know what every single person's doing. So it's a, it's a lot of responsibility for yourself um, to kind of do that. So, you know, hats off to you for doing that because that's tough. That, that, that's for real, it's tough. Um, so you're, you're, what was that? What was your senior season like for yourself? Um, you know, it's your last year playing. Um, what kind of what, what kind of the emotions were going through that senior year for you? Well, actually, my, my senior year was kind of awkward, mm-hmm. I can say, because obviously um, – my senior year, because I still, hey, for any college coaches out there, I still have one year of eligibility left. There you go. So, um, so basically, my senior year was actually my junior year of playing basketball. My senior, year, of course, I'll be graduating. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can probably say um, I didn't know, I didn't, um, when I played my last game, mm-hmm. I didn't know that was going to be my last game because I always had the the notion, of, hey, I will come back. Mm-hmm. But life hit me. And I was like, shoot, I had this opportunity to be a graduate assistant mm-hmm. you know, here or actually had the opportunity, you know, graduating and stuff like that. And I didn't know where I was going to play at. You know, I could have transferred and be a, a graduate transfer somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But um, that's that's one thing. But my senior year or quote unquote junior, <laughs> it was cool. 
Um, I'd enjoyed every bit of it. Um, of course, I didn't have senior night because I didn't know what I was going to do. But um, I did um, through practices and through preseason and through all the activities of the, the annual activities we do. I, I do. I did treat it as like, hey, this might be my last time playing at home or this is my last practice. So um, I did treat it as that. But um, it was much awkward because I had the notion of, hey, I, I still have I still have a little tank left. There you go. Well, again, if you got if you get need if you need a point guard to come run your point, Jacoby or, or Kobe's here for you guys. So uh, if, you, if anyone hears it and, want, and wants him as his point guard, I promise you he's a winner. He'll help you win games. Yeah, and some coaching experience too. There you go. Yeah, he's a coach now. So exactly that's what I was going to take us next is, you know, you're coaching now. Uh, what, what's that transition like been for yourself? Obviously, you know, I'm kind of dealing with the same things, learning learning process as well, but what's that like for yourself? Coaching is, um, I mean, obviously um, I'm a coach's son, so I kind of know how coaching is um, here and there. Um, here and there, um, throughout my um, collegiate career, playing basketball, I come back home and help Coach Vic help his um, coaches AAU teams and his fourth and fifth grade, or I help, you know, 17 years. Um, my coaching, it, coaching is time consuming, man. Mm -hmm. It takes so much time out of your time. If you, if you're wanting, if you're interested in getting coaching, I mean, you gotta be dedicated. You gotta put in hours, you know, after work between early mornings and coming home late and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, um, being able to lose your voice over the weekend and, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be on edge sometime. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta be able to get in, get on to players and discipline them, and also, you know, be their uh, brother or, or just their mentor. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say father figure, but I'm like, but their mentor. <laughs> You're not old enough yet. You're not old enough yet. <laughs> but uh, coaching has, um, has its perks. I mean, obviously, it's fun. It's doing something you know that you love to do. But um, you really have to have a passion, especially mm -hmm. if you want to um, also one of the coaching. Coaching is basically one of those uh, careers that everybody think they can do it or mm -hmm. do it better than, you, you know, because you got to deal with parents mm -hmm. and, hey, why my son this or why my daughter's not doing this or why they're not playing. And, oh, let me let me have some, let me take these group of players and, and we can go win some games. Mm -hmm. And people think that, you know, they can really do your job. It's like one of the professions. Like, I mean, if you do like teaching or uh, finance or entrepreneur or anything with salesmen like but coaching they was like shoot we can do that because you know everybody think they can be a coach and to be a good coach it takes more than just winning games mm -hmm. because a lot of coaches I mean they 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 have their winning seasons and um, I mean obviously you just don't see their losing seasons because all you do is see their wins yeah. No, I will say this. I'm learning winning does solve a lot of problems. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does, but it, it, coaching is no joke. So um, what what's the recruitment process like for yourself? Because actually, when I first reached out to you about this, um, we were talking a little bit about recruitment and you're like, man, I'm watching I'm watching recruitment videos right now. You know, so what, what's the re recruitment process like for yourself right now? Right now is um, obviously we're in, our guys are in postseason. Mm -hmm. uh, first recruiting, we've been trying to um, get a lot of we have a lot of campus tours, so it's kind of getting a little repetitive. We get, you know, two or three athletes throughout the week to come in and uh, fly in, and we show them the campus. And 
they asked questions. It was a couple of times. It's either each visit is a little different. Either the parents is like asking questions and stuff like that. And then if the player is just like quiet mm-hmm. or the players is like asking questions and, you know, asking about basketball and, hey, when can I go overseas or go to the league and stuff like that. And then um, and the parents is like, my son can go to the NBA or stuff like that. So it's like, it's crazy. But recruiting, we've been trying to, um, we got one person signed mm-hmm. so far. Um, his name is um, Zach from Hawaii. He's a 6'6 kid that we're kind of um, happy to, um, to have join our MVC family. Uh, obviously, we because of COVID, I mean, we did lose one person to go to the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. But luckily, we're returning nine people. So we got three. We got three available spots open. Um, we're kind of looking for one JUCO person mm-hmm. that can kind of play right on, and then two freshmen that can kind of we can kind of breed and you know develop throughout the the four years and who's good academic standing. There you go. Of course, it's all it's all about that academics. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, now, now you do kind of, you're in a special situation here, I guess you can say, because you are coaching your brother right now. Uh, can you kind of speak about that first year together with him? Well, coach, my coaching my brother, it's, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet because obviously it was, um, <laughs> obviously I kind of find myself acting like my dad. <laughs> so sometimes, uh, I'm real hard on really, um, in practice. Uh, I tend to tell him like, hey, you know, do this and do this, and then he he kind of he kind of owns up to it, and then um, I know he kind of get he gets tired of hearing my mouth after practice because that's when I kind of get on like for real because I'm like, hey, bro, like you know you can't do this in practice like, or being on time or you know if because you know you to whom is given as much as required. So if you want something, I mean you got to do the work. I mean I'm not gonna give it to you just like my dad never gave me anything. There you go. Hey. It is pretty cool, though, to see that your brother went to the same university as you. Obviously, you guys are having a, you're having a cool opportunity to be able to coach him. Um, and I, I remember him growing up as well. Um, he's, he's, he's almost exactly like you <laughs> in some ways, but also super different in other ways. So um, it's cool to see you guys together, though, um, at MVC. Now, I'm going to kind of turn away from the on-the-court um, talk here and go a little bit off the court. Uh, what is a what is the best food joint that you guys like to go to in in, in Marshall? Our, our best food place would be Hibachi. Okay, we have a Hibachi place. Um, um, only on, I, I get only one thing, which is just chicken fried rice, mm-hmm. and um, hold hold the crunch on it because they put some hard crunchy thing on top of it. I'm like, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> so that's kind of our, our our best place to go, and it's pretty cheap. You know, you get a whole big bowl of chicken fried rice for like nine bucks, and and it's pretty. It gets you full. There you go. It, it it can really feed two people actually. Mm-hmm. So me and my brother, or me and my girlfriend, we're sharing, and that's like a nine. That's a ten dollar meal. Really, really eight dollars if you put your um if you give them your student ID because they give you ten percent for your student ID. So I still got my student ID, and I'm like, I'm still a student. I still go here. <laughs> Even though, even though I'm a coach, I'm still a graduate. I'm still, I'm still trying to, you know, I'm still, I'm still going to school. I'm not just doing the coaching stuff, but uh, so there you go. Now, what about after a big victory, you know, say, I don't know what night you guys play, but let's just say Saturday night, for example, Friday night, 
you guys want a big game on Saturday, Friday night, what's the spot to go to to go grab a, a, the game day meal? We're going to McDonald's. <laughs> We're going to McDonald's. There you go. For real, we go to McDonald's and we order like fifteen dollars worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and our limit is supposed to be like six. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, nah, for real, we go to McDonald's like after the game, and um, usually like on the road games we get like pizza or or grab something kind of like or sometimes we lose we eat sack lunches, but um. When we at home, we usually get uh, either McDonald's or pizza. But a lot of times we like the McDonald's because we get the splurge and mm-hmm. have smoothies and McFlurries and five McDoubles and a large fry and apple pie and that's my meal for tonight. They, they they ain't got no they ain't got no chilies out there. You can't go good, no good no two for twenty out there on Marshall. No, nah, we ain't got time after the game. It's like ten o'clock. We ain't trying to sit down and we trying to go either we got school tomorrow or homework mm-hmm. or we trying to turn up and go to each other rooms and you know do college things <laughs> there you go hey, we'll, we'll we'll keep that under wraps you know what i'm saying um but it, 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 i will say you know in high school the, the thing to do in texas is to go to whataburger yes. one, th- one thing they're open 24 7 mcdonald's is open 24 7 as well that's so it makes sense you know like you said usually it's it's around 10 o'clock by the time you get out of the locker room get done cleaning up hey. and everything and you know you just you just probably thought of something. I think I should have went to school in uh in Texas. I forgot about water burger. Just imagine going after the game and eating a water burger. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I missed out. That's what that's what that's what we always did at Coppell after. Now basketball was a little bit different. Um, we, we didn't always want water burger because it wasn't always a Friday night thing. You know, football every Friday night you play the game, win or lose. Um, you go to water burger now. You know, winner. If you win the game, Waterburgers usually pop in. If you lose the game, a lot of people <laughs> go, but it's still the mood's kind of different for the football yeah. players. At least the people who don't play the game, they're all going crazy. But basketball, yeah, but basketball. If we went to Waterburger after, there was no one there, so it's just us guys hanging out. Um, but so we we always like to change it up a little bit. We we'd go to IHOP every once in a while, Applebee's. Um, we never really went to Chili's, but we would go to Chili's after tournament games and stuff like that. So. That after meal is super, super important for, for players, as we all know. You know, it's it's a real bonding time. I've had a lot of great bonding moments with you at Chili's after tournaments, um, yeah. firehouse subs in Frisco. Um, well, a lot of a lot of f- food is something that I always enjoyed as a person. Um, but I have a lot of memories about us at restaurants and and different stuff like that. Um, yeah. But uh, but now now it's the time where we get into the. Um, the funny questions I like to call this is the kind of the lighthearted part of the show. Um, just, just some, some questions you might not have been ever asked before in your life or ever really had to think about maybe some questions that might get you in trouble with some people. I don't know. Um, this first one, I always like to start with, uh, we, we had a, we had the rare opportunity on the split up rice uh, podcast where we were interviewing some uh, volleyball girls. And I was always asking them what, what makes, what makes the, like the, or who is, what sport produces the hottest boyfriends? So I like to flip it on my athletes now. What sport produces the hottest girlfriends? That can be soccer, volleyball, basketball, softball, track. In your opinion, what sport produces the hottest girls? Hmm. I would probably say softball. 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 Basketball is like more, yeah, they kind of like, they all right. Mm-hmm. They kind of mix volleyballs. Volleyball is nice too. That's like the top second, but half them girls are too tall for me. Yeah. <laughs> there you and go. in softball, I mean, I always kind of 
they're, they're decent. You kind of really don't see them because, you know, obviously in their uniform, but um, they're, they're nice. I like it. There you go. Now, what what's now what sports does uh, girl sports does MVC have there? Actually, we had we hold um, fourteen different sports, okay. and uh, split between um, men and women, we have twenty seven in total. Gotcha. So we have a, a large range of sports. We have between men's and women volleyball. Mm-hmm. We have soccer. We have lacrosse. We have even rodeo, shotgun. We have a bowling team, each sports team. And um, I kind of uh, surprised our recruits when we come in that we have, because we're an athletic institution. We're kind of based, a lot of our student body is athletes. Student athletes. So we don't really have too many commuters. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of us is on, on campus. Now, do you guys have a football team? Yes, we got a football okay. team. I was like, you didn't mention football, man. You know, you know. No, we, no, we got the, all the main sports. But I was trying to mention all the different ones. Gotcha. It makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Now this one, this one, uh, you know, hopefully if your dad watches this, hopefully he doesn't get, um, hopefully he doesn't have an answer for this. Now, if you were arrested and your parents were given no explanation, what do you think your family would think you got arrested for? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I get arrested, I'll probably do something dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe going to a, I don't even know. <laughs> well, now now we're too old. It's not like we can't get in trouble for going to like a strip club or going to a bar underage for underage drinking. You know, now that we're twenty one, can't get away with those. <laughs> I have no clue. I don't know. Okay, we'll we'll put it as Kobe is an angel. He would get arrested for no reason. He's an angel. <laughs> Probably speeding. Actually, I know how your dad drives a little bit. So I'm speeding? assuming. Oh no! Soon I get pulled off. I'll be like, "All right, here, 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 here." <laughs> I'm getting. <laughs> I got my driver's license. I got my registration. I got everything. I'll be scared. There you go. You think um, I'll be a smooth talker? I'll be. I, 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 you know, I suck up real quick. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I, I've only gotten pulled over once. You know, knock on wood that I don't get pulled over again. And you know I was the same way. I was. I'm shaking. I, I was going too fast. I was going like 80 and a, and a 65, which I mean, really isn't that bad. Um. But I, I got pulled over and I was shaking in my boots, or I guess in my you shoes. I don't want to pull over once. Oh, you don't drive enough. If you need to pull over once, I mean, you don't drive enough. No, I'm just I'm just a safe driver. I'm just that good of a driver. You know, I don't like to go too fast, but I like to go just fast enough to where I'm I'm moving. Um, now this last one, hopefully, it does not get you in any trouble with your teammates. Um, but our teammate sisters off limits to date. Teammate sisters off limits to date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. Teammate sisters is off limits today for sure. Now what? Now now you are a coach, so this might be a little bit weird. But are coaches' daughters off limits today? Coaches' daughters off the day. If I was in now, this is now this was you as a player, not obviously you as a coach, but you as a player. Oh, as a player, as a player, yep. It it can't be my own coach. It got to be somebody else's coach. Yeah, for sure. That's all. <laughs> Limits are lifted. Yep, yep. There you go. So, so you got to be somebody that I never uh, got coached before, but he's a coach, but for sure. Okay. But if but if it's someone that you've been coached by, off limits. Uh, I can't do it. I'll <laughs> hey, most definitely I'll probably try, though. <laughs> I'll try for sure. She say she down, I'm down too. 
There you go. You just you just don't want to get in trouble. You don't want to you know you don't want to break your heart while you're playing for the coach. You know, don't want to make it. You might get my play time. I mean, you 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 might you might honestly. It's all about that PT. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. But uh, but that's gonna do it for us here. Um, Kobe, I'm gonna let you shout yourself out here in a second, but I just want to say thank you for coming on. We had a blast, or I had a blast talking to you, catching back up. It's been a while since we've actually talked. Um, I just actually thought about this. I think one of the last times we hung out in person, you were talking about it. We, we went and played 2K after a basketball camp. I actually got in a wreck. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Remember we were driving, we were leaving Coppell High School uh, parking lot and some dude hit me in the backside um, at Coppell. I, I just remember that like now. I don't actually have that car anymore, unfortunately. Had to give it up. Um, but uh, but that's a little fun fact, I guess you can say about Kobe. But again, oh, that I, long? that's long ago. That was a long time ago. Yep. I think I was actually still in high school at that point. I think we were both in high school. I think I just got done with performance course for, for my I've seen your dad before then. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's been it's been a long time. It's been a long time, my friend. Um, you know, if, if any of the old Team Texas guys are hearing this, we're gonna set up a meeting. We're gonna have a hangout. Hopefully by the time this one airs, uh, or maybe a little bit after this one airs. Um, but that's like I said, I'm gonna do that. that. That's it for me, Kobe. I'm gonna let you shout yourself out. Uh, your little sneaker Instagram page, or I don't know if it's Instagram, Twitter, but go ahead, shout yourself out and say any last words you'd like to speak. Well, like I said, I'm I'm glad to have this opportunity to be able to, you know, get this podcast or interview going. Uh, it's always good to go back and talk about old times because you know, in this day and age, you know, you always got to look for the future mm-hmm. and to be able to reflect on some of the good memories and. Obviously, some of the memories that uh, I tend to uh, forgot, I forgot about actually, and uh, it's um, glad to, you know, re go over them and um, stuff like that. Um, obviously, I, I do have a sneaker page. Me and my little brother, um, we're sneaker freenons, so we're like into the reselling and um, using the sneakers app. I have a, a good ten, uh, good luck on the sneakers app. Mm-hmm. So um, follow us um, at. Sea Bear Souls, it's um I'm like the, the the finance of it, and my brother's like the the face of the franchise. Hey. Uh, like I said, uh, also anybody coaches, um, if y'all need someone to play for one year or a semester, let me know. <laughs> but also, I'm looking for internships, and um, um, also, I mean, I'll be graduating um uh, this summer with um, a master's in sports management. Awesome. Well, there you go. So that that's that's Jacoby Cochran, also known as Kobe. Um, again, thank you for coming on, my guys. That's going to do it for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully, with another interview. And that's going to do it for our interview with Jacoby Cochran. What a guy. Uh, one of my very close friends. Unfortunately, we've kind of not been in contact. I'm not going to say that. <clears throat> and that's going to do it for our interview with Jacoby Cochran. What a guy. What a fun guy to talk to. He's got a great story. Um, if you know his dad, which a lot of people in the Dallas area do, they've been coached by him at some point or coached against him, contact with him. Um, just a great family. It's awesome to see what he's doing now. So very excited for his future. Um, and just again, just for his Instagram. Um, it, so to follow it, go to Instagram. It's at cbears.soul. And that's spelled C like, like a Charlie, then bear.souls with a Z instead of an S at the end. So uh, just to, just to, for you guys at home, it's at C B A. I'm 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 stupid.
And that's going to do it for our interview with Jacoby Cochran. What a guy. What an interview. What a fun time. Um, enjoy talking to Kobe. Uh, he's, he's a very good friend of mine. Happy to bring him on. <clears throat> if you know him and his family, you know they're great people. Obviously, a lot of people in the Dallas area have been either, either been coached by Coach Vic or coached against him or played against him. But you know who his name, you know who he is, you know him by name, you know what he looks like. Um, but just to kind of give you guys more information on their uh, Instagram page, uh, the name is actually at cbear.souls. Uh, you can go follow him there, and that's spelled C B E A R dot or period, like just like the, yeah, S-O-L-E-Z. Again, that's cbears.soul, C-B-E-A-R dot S-O-L-E-Z. Um, and like we mentioned before, you know, he's a sneakerhead. So like, this is this is a very good page. If you guys like sneakers, you like to buy, sell, trade them, make sure you guys go follow that. Thank you guys so much for listening to this interview. Again, if you want to listen to more of our interviews or just more of our episodes, go check us out at 5 Out on Apple, Spotify, Twitter. Uh, and then if you want to watch the videos, go to YouTube, look up our channel, Sideline Sports. You'll see more of our interviews as well as our episodes. You'll be able to watch them. Uh, and then if you guys want to interact with us a little bit more, that's at Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. At Twitter, it's at five underscore out. And at Instagram and TikTok, you got to look us up at Sideline Sports. Thank you guys so much for listening today. We hope to see you guys in the future. We've got another interview coming up next week. Sorry I missed your call, I was on the jet I've been so zoned out, trying to figure out what's next So scared to fail, I'm calculating my every step Gotta watch my back and keep my scrap But nonetheless, I think about you when I'm gone Wishing I can hold you Probably home, wishing someone come and love you how they post to I hope you see this letter for it's too late I hope chasing my dreams don't get in the way I blame my struggles and my uncles for my hustling ways I'm waiting in Michigan right now, look at that real estate Lord knows I wanna lay it down, but I'm chasing cake Can't go back broke, stay on the go, that's all that's on she my brain She tell me fuck you, I hate you, then I love you, can't blame you She say I love you, but don't trust you, can't change you I just hope we don't end how they do, crash and burn on the shade room Screen runner, gotta stop running I'm in your city tonight, and these lights make me feel so inspired. You're only higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Taking me
So inspired, you ain't higher and higher and higher. 